this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Righteous Gemstones After Show. We're going to be talking all about episode two tonight. We have the bromance continuing between Calvin and Keith. Oh my lord, Gideon, the prodigal son, returns and Satan lives. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Welcome to church! can feel the Lord Jesus running through us with this music! Music! Music Jesus! I can feel him. He is in this room with us tonight. Steph Sabra. Hello. To my left here. Hello. <laughs> Steph Sabra in the house. In God's house to be exact. What an episode. I'm so excited to get into it. Dude, same. That's why I think, <laughs> let's just jump right in. I'm Amy Maestri. Excited to talk about this episode tonight. Um, we were just chatting about how it was interesting that the pilot was the full hour, and now we're going to have these half-hour episodes. At first, mm-hmm. the hour-long one last time, I was almost like, I don't know if it, a show like this is going to need an hour. And then an hour went by, and I was like, I want more. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a good job this week of kind of still packing a lot in. It flew, Amy. Yeah. The episode, I started it, and I it just ended. And I was like, what? What? It flew, which I mean is a really good sign of great storytelling and um, the way that they just built the narrative was awesome and it was so funny and things have heightened in a way I didn't think they were going to go. Oh my God, I've been talking to people about it this week and I'm just like, I did not think it was going to go there that quickly and we're actually going to get into a little bit of that later with our news and gossip we'll of course have our special segment um, where Steph's going to hit us with a rhyme that may not rhyme and it's going to be righteous um, and then we'll we'll talk about some news and gossip which th- that that's a little teaser for um, something that one of the stars Adam and Devine brought up too about the show and the kind of the path that it's going to take this season um, <clears throat> let me but- just chug this coffee <laughs> in anticipation for this 
I'm so hyped. The show hypes me up. I feel like I'm like on crack when I watch it. See, you don't even need the coffee. I know. That, that's the devil's juice. I know. That well, is the devil's that's juice. That's true. That's true. I love the devil's juice as well. Um, so last week, great first episode. Get to meet the family, understand the family dynamics. I think they really just launched us into a great spot to pick up from episode two because um, we really fully understand this world. And what a way to start this episode. The point of view of the blackmailers <laughs> getting to see that so quickly. I did you think we were going to see it? No, this quickly. No, and I didn't think we would get their point of view, which I really love because that just adds an entirely new dimension to the to all of the characters and kind of the future of where they're going to be. And it's like what psychos and well one psycho in the car the two other we find out um aren't as bad but really interesting characters yeah um i i kind of assumed like well first i assumed they were super dead super dead (laughs) did not see this coming at all um but i'm glad that they did drop it immediately because it keeps you so engaged into that storyline which you are already dying to know what was going to happen but then they throw another curveball and instead of learning you know kind of like starting with where you thought it was gonna of like the family trying to figure out how to do damage control it starts there instead and then leads into the family having to do the damage control um what was your first thought when you just saw the third person in the back oh my gosh <laughs> I had no idea. My first thought was probably, I didn't know if it was like another pastor's, um, another pastor from a different church that we might not have known that didn't want to be involved with the violence of it, but wanted to orchestrate it. Yeah. I had no, I, I don't know how I missed it, but I completely missed that it could be Gideon. Yeah, and so huge shout out to um, one of our viewers, Ara Davis, who last week in the comment section on YouTube was mentioned that she was, oh, what, what if, what if the guy in the mask is Gideon? You shout queen. out. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Queen. Queen. Because I had no idea, and I review TV for part of my job, so... All right, we're we're coming when we do the predictions today. We're coming to you, girl. <laughs> I imagine Gideon as um in Wedding Crashers, you know, like the stepbrother that paints in his room and is super like everyone just is like you're a weirdo. That's yeah. what I thought Gideon was going to be like this crazy artist just living weird life in LA, but no. Nope. Nope, just some weird little guy who has a pretty big vendetta against his family. Wow. I mean, talk about like not liking your family this is this is next level this is pretty next, next level. level really interesting dynamic though i absolutely love that finding that out that he's a son because we are the generation where we're questioning the way the older generation is doing stuff and we see it on all ends of the spectrum i just saw a video uh where some someone was interviewing people like man on the street interviews for one of the alt-right uh parades or i don't know whatever those 
psychos call it, but they were they were like the the white the white unite unite the whites oh yeah that type of group and they were saying my parents don't agree with this at all but like I don't think that you shouldn't question your parents and we question them I'm like that's one way you can question your parents the other way I think is like Gideon being like first of all I'm questioning religion and what you guys have done with religion second of all you're a hypocrite dad but I want to know what brought him to like full-on blackmail that's next level yeah that's what makes this so interesting is that you're like oh yeah right on gideon i get it your family's trash (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of with you on this but also i really am so excited now to hear more from him and learn kind of yeah like when did that like kind of shift happen or when did he just kind of wake up and go oh they're garbage and when did he decide to team up with scotty and lucy over here to just take them down um and who who are scotty (laughs) and lucy um very interesting too they did a great job where i think throughout the episode it built more and more where they're talking about gideon they're in his room there's more storyline with that and then there's this going on simultaneously so i i really enjoyed the way that they played with that we heard the name scotty and lucy 50 times never once did they say his name to him and so I was almost thinking at the end of this episode when um, Jesse's in his room praying, he was going to look up like there was going to be like a picture or something and it was going to be the kid. But I love the way that they all they tied all this together. I mean, what great casting, too. Oh, my gosh. I should have known by um, looking yeah. at him that he would have been he's like a perfect incarnation of the mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I love him, too. The actor, Skylar Gassando. I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name. Um, but I just did you see Booksmart? Yes. He was incredible in Booksmart. Such a good movie. And he was so great. So I love seeing him in something else. That's huge. Booksmart was massive. And it it should continue to be known as such a great film, I hope, forever. Because it is so good. But now to be on an HBO show with Danny McBride, that's that's big. Yeah. He has a lot ahead of him. This whole cast, like, the further we get into the show, like, obviously, you're just like, holy shit, like, John Goodman and Danny McBride, enough right there. And then you just keep going down the line of this whole cast, and it's incredible. Like, what an ensemble they pulled together. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. Like, I'm sure they were just like, wait, Danny McBride's coming back to HBO? Cool, cool, yeah. We're on it. Where do I sign? We're on it. Sweet. (laughs) That's what I would do. Uh, So, yeah. So, I mean, really, the whole cold open is just learning the point of view of these people, finally getting to see where some of it stemmed from. We still don't know what Scotty and Lucy's story is, what their motivation is. And Gideon even dropped that hint when he was talking to Lucy of, like, this is all me. Scotty just kind of can't, you know, he wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for me. Well, and... That's the problem with getting in business with psychos because, yeah, they might do the dirty work for you, but then you end up working for them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which I think that is 100% what is happening to uh, to little Gideon now. Uh, so then we get to shift over, though, to see how the gemstones are handling it. I love that Judy is just, like, one of the boys now and is just, like, jumping in oh every chance she gets, and she is just being such a badass. I love Judy Gemstone. I really felt for her, felt with her when she was saying, I heard a skull crack or something like that. I was like, I did too. Like, I am pretty sure skulls cracked or many of bones. <laughs> but to- totally, she is, I think she's been, she's smarter than she thinks. She's smarter than everyone gives credit for, although she is extremely not smart moments i think um all in all she definitely has the foresight the other two siblings do not yeah 
Yeah, agreed. And I think I loved just that scene of them in the Jeep and seeing kind of where they all want to take it. And again, Kelvin is like the least awful while still being very awful. Um, and you can even see it in that when they're talking about like what to do with the money. And then he kind of tunes out and Judy and Jesse just full on go like, okay, they work all their way back down to just, okay, so we're not giving anything to the church. <laughs> yep. Sounds, Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then That's somehow, what Jesus would want. Yeah, exactly. Definitely keep Take all Take all the money, give nothing to the poor. <laughs> Turn the other cheek so that you can find more money. Don't give me you're tired, you're weary, whatever <laughs> the rest of that saying. Whatever. <laughs> They're changing it anyway, so who cares? Free for you all. You don't follow the word of the Lord. We don't read the word of the Lord. <laughs> we just don't read. <laughs> we'll one up you. <laughs> Getting lots of fans this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also love, speaking of Judy kind of being the smart one, Calvin somehow is the smart one in this one when he's just like, hey guys, security camera. Uh-huh. Um, which, of course, launches into a whole new thing with <laughs> Jesse getting together his, his group of just a-class friends to help him out just idiots anything i'm such a sucker for like a group of some sort of misfits that are bad at literally everything and they are handed a very lofty task so much comedy comes from that and it's something that so many shows use and it's because it works so well when you see people who are just terrible at life have to do something really epic it's just gonna be funny and in this case it involved throwing rims at people I loved how this episode was edited and cut and shout out to the whole production team. They're doing such a good job telling the story and hitting because edits and cuts are really important for comedy. Like if you're not hitting it right and with the music, it doesn't hit as hard. But the part where they came back to the car had no, they didn't get any of the video footage and Danny's like, get back in there. And then they come in just swinging with the rims. Like that was so funny when he frisbeed the Rim over to the guy. <laughs> that that's the real ultimate frisbee right there. <laughs> I want in, <laughs> and that's such a good point on editing. I actually just had this conversation with a good friend of mine who, um, shout out to Chris Tolson who um, edited Good Boys, the new uh, Seth Rogen oh, film. Oh yeah. And we were talking about how people don't always realize. Like I feel like they lump in cinematography and directing with editing a lot of times, and people just kind of assume more editing with like big like war picks and like epic cinematography things but like if a com- if a comedic piece is edited wrong done it's not funny it could be written like the funniest thing the funniest actors and if they let something go a couple two seconds long or they cut it too short and they don't let it breathe as long as it should it's done and yeah you're right like huge props to, to production on this yeah good shout out i i think that this show in particular and danny mcbride's humor is kind of like this where it isn't always for everyone but when it's put into a piece i i love all of his work but when it's put into a piece like this and and how important it is for comedy they're doing it so they're you could tell it's a group collaboration because something's going really right for each episode yeah and actually to that point i'd also just love to see how much improv is going on on set because so many i mean tony cavallero edie patterson like they're all brilliant improvisers adam devine like they all just are so quick and so smart and witty It'd really be interesting to see the mix and, like, what the scripts look like if... Because a lot of scripts, when they want improv, it'll actually just list improv and, like, here are some questions that we want them to improv at that point. But, like, I'd... Oh, God. Let me be a fly fly on the the wall. wall. 
Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Jesus is with us here today. Jinx, you owe me holy water. (laughs) That's going to catch on. Guys, get this trending. Jinx, you owe me holy holy water. Praise. Praise Jesus and our producer in the booth, Jonathan. Praise Jonathan. Okay. It's too ridiculous how much fun we have doing this show. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so moving on from them in the in the store having to get the tape. They get the tape and of course, where else would they hold this meeting to discuss what to do about them running people over with their car? Let's do it in a church, like in a side room of the church Dirty. while service is happening. <laughs> Trash. Trash! Trash! <laughs> Trash! Um, and once again, we get to see kind of like everyone wanting to have their own, you know, to have their word heard in that. And Judy, once again, is just like jumping in. I love when she's just like talking shit to Levi. <laughs> she's just fully like living her best life now. <laughs> well, that's what happens when someone becomes the like, the joke of everybody's life. Then they become so, anytime there's any moment where they can pounce on making someone else a joke, they'll do it. And I love that she's doing that. She's like, "Yeah, you idiot!" Like, <laughs> just full on. I I love Judy. Me too. I love I Judy. Stand lots. Judy. <laughs> um, but let's jump back in. So I mean, this episode really a lot of back and forth between you know the A and B storylines of how the gemstones are dealing with it. And how the Scotty and Lucy, still whoever they are, and Gideon mm-hmm. um, are dealing with it. I love. So they break Lucy out of the hospital after throwing her down a hill because into a ditch because they thought she was dead. Um, and then in the hospital, break her out. I love the specifics in this show that they had them eating Chinese food with chopsticks when their entire bodies are broken. <laughs> I mean, what a monster Scotty is. Like, to even make up the lie, like, watch the door because I need her to make me come. Oh! Uh, <laughs> like, just... Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> grotesque. But then, love that turn, too, where he's just breaking her out. And the entire turn of her not actually being dead. I, that was so smart and so fun. And I didn't see it coming, like, both no. of those. But... Yeah, he's a monster. He's he's like, she'll never get better if you don't make her work for it. <laughs> make her work for it? You just broke her out of a hospital after her entire body was broken, and now you're making her eat with chopsticks. <laughs> I think the way that they're setting that up, I'm just so anxious to see more about who they are, because then it becomes one of those things where it's kind of, it's evil versus evil. You know, like, you're like, who am I really rooting for in this? Because they're both so awful. So bad. Which makes it really fun, because not a lot of, like, a lot of times they will go with, you know, someone you can kind of root for a little bit more, and now I'm just kind of like, hmm, who do I got in this race? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's done worse? Yeah. That's, I mean, Scotty's really, he's high in the ranking right I, now. Scotty My has to go. He's got to go. Scotty's got to go. He's got to die somehow. I mean, he should already be dead. Yeah. That that shouldn't... He, he can't get another chance. His skull chance. should be cracked. Um, and so, the gemstones, back on the, on the home front, we start hearing more about Gideon. So, before we get to realize, you know, that connection, 
Um, you know, they're mentioning, oh, yeah, he's working out in L.A., he's a stuntman. And you can see how much bad blood has built up. Cast in a Netflix film. Yeah, <laughs> of course. One of, one of the 900 that they pick up. <laughs> Good uh, HBO jab. I see you. I hear you. We got you. <laughs> so I think it was, I liked the buildup to the end of this episode where you do really hear, like, just, I mean, we we heard it some in the first episode, too, of just how upset Jesse gets when he talks about Gideon. Like, he doesn't want to hear his name. He doesn't want it talked about. He doesn't want people going in his room. So I think this was a great scene kind of halfway through the episode to see how the wife and um, Amber, Amber, right? Mm-hmm. His wife's name? Yeah, Amber and the kids are kind of wanting to still have some sort of connection. But Jesse's like, 100% no, cut off. Yeah, I I think it's so crazy the way that um, he was talking, that Jesse was talking to his wife because he was like, there should be no lies in this family. Yada, yada, yada. Being so <laughs> hypocritical, which I love that they're hitting that note yet again because it's mm-hmm. it's these people that use the wor- use the church and their religion as a backing for them to do whatever they want while others can't and we mm-hmm. see it so many times across history where a, a lot of times very religious people not a lot of times but there's times where really religious people who are extremely outspoken on certain things are committing heinous acts mm-hmm. and in this case it's like you lie to your whole family you're putting the whole church in uh, in a risky, risky, risky situation, and then you're like, don't lie to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this show, my gosh, the hypocrisy that they are having this family bring to the table is mind-blowing. 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 Where It sounds familiar. <laughs> People in power being hip. I don't know. Hypocr- it, yeah, I don't we'll, know. We'll circle back. That doesn't exist in the United States. I know that for sure, Amy. We'll circle Our back. Our government that, is yeah. bulletproof. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. This yeah. was silly. Please. That was silly. Um, <laughs> and we need to get back to church and state. There should be no separation because what the yeah. what the hell is that? That's true. The gemstone should just be running everything. <laughs> Let's get real. The gemstone should run everything. Praise be. Praise be. Praise Jesus. Jesus. Lord above. <laughs> Praise Keith. Let's talk about Keith. Keith! I love you, Keith! Our boy, Keith, who works at the DMV. Thank you, writers. Thank <laughs> you. He, That relationship between him and Kelvin is, is one of my favorite duos that I've seen on TV, and I hope that it continues. I don't yeah. want it to drop off. I don't want either character to not be involved. I need them both involved more than they already are 100 percent. the line when they were sitting there and he was pulling up everything he's like i could lose my job he says i kill i'd kill myself if you asked me to he's like yeah you ask me you, you say that a lot i don't want you to kill yourself judy's like wait what <laughs> like the other family members are now realizing like the weirdness of this bromance that they have going on um i just i love all of their choices for everyone and the fact that he works at the dmv and even just seeing keith interact with a customer was one of my favorite things the way that he still just has that perfect just dry delivery of i don't really know what's going on i don't have as many brain cells as i used to from before i started worshiping satan and just and then even when he puts the closed sign down and it's upside down just everything about his character is so rich i I love love it. it i love him so much um, and of course, so he's the one who who helps them out to figure out, you know, that they were at the hospital and kind of sends them on this scavenger hunt, if you will, through getting the security cameras. 
um, and, and where they've been. And so, of course, they were at this motel, which can we talk about the scene when they're filming the tape? To say that they're still alive, and they're giving him notes. Lucy and Gideon are just it's giving not him really, notes. I'm not falling for it. It seems more of a character. It's, it's the voice. Something you're doing with the voice. But it's true. That's such smart writing because low key viewers are thinking that you have become a character now that we know who you are under the mask exactly. and how much of a fool you are. So it was a like a massive act. Yeah. <laughs> But so funny. I love that. I lo- And again, it's like on both sides, you have this band of idiots mm-hmm. just trying to get stuff done. So it's just, it's going to lend so much humor throughout the season. Uh, speaking of a band of idiots going into the motel, too, what was Judy's creepy ass stare when she saw the baby breastfeeding? <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to rewind because I thought I missed something. Yeah, I was like, what is she doing? I laughed hysterically, but I was very confused and a little disturbed. I mean... I- I don't know if it's a creative choice to make that the scene transitions, which, yes, by all means, keep doing that. More or if Judy. it was more metaphorical in terms of what Judy wants for her future, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, I mean, I got, yeah, it probably could be like what she wants for her future. I, I just love the creep factor of it. I, I was just like, what is she doing? Um, lots of boobs in that scene because then afterwards her attempt of uh, seducing the hotel manager just given given a little bra action and even uh, even her brothers are just like what are you come on what are you doing put that away <laughs> so good that is how you negotiate I love how each of them brought a different ty- style of negotiation to the table and the guy was just eating cereal like I'm gonna give you what I have but no one talks to me that's it that's it. Um, when they were walking out of there, too, I noticed, like, each, all three of them are so, like, just living in their characters so hard. Danny McBride, when he walks, have you noticed how he walks as Jesse? Like, arms, like, pumped out to the side, fists clenched. Like, he is just in that character so hard. And it's so Danny McBride, which makes sense. He's just killing it. It's really interesting because Judy's and amber are the only women really in the show and usually i love um a diverse cast and one that includes women and people of color but for this particular show they're telling a story and it's done so well because it's exposing the hypocrisy of a lot of white males of a lot of religious people of a lot of um really rich wealthy families old money and then the women who are chosen to be the characters in the show have like ingested misogyny and don't know really how to act all they want to do is like please and get daddy's attention whether daddy is your daddy or your father (laughs) for amber um so i love that i think it's so smart preach yeah preach yep that's a great point because, yeah, it is something that, of course, you want to see more people of color on screen, but also for something like this, it doesn't make sense. No. Because they are the like that stereotypical, awful, white <laughs> televangelist family um, that is just going to be awful through and through. <laughs> through and through. Um, and then so we have, you know, this closing scene of Gideon showing up at the door and Amber seeing him for the first time. And do we know how long it's been that they've been separated? I think they said it last episode. I think over a year. Okay. 
That's why I wasn't sure. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said something, but I wasn't sure. If you know, hit us up in the comments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes from here. But I also can't wait to see more specifically just from Gideon one on one with his family. Because like, where do you think he fits in that dynamic right now? I don't know. I think he's going to shake shit up in the best way possible. Yeah. The brothers stand him so hard and they, they love him and they're the reason they're questioning everything in the family and the religion right now in the church and him coming home and having this mischievous alter, um, what am I thinking? Alter ego? No. Just, Boy? I don't know. <laughs> he has a lot of plans up his sleeve, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think he'll be a hilarious mixture coming into the family. I think it's ex- the cherry on top of the characters we've already been introduced to. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun when we get to see a character that we weren't sure how soon we were going to see them after they've established all the others so clearly and so strongly. Pretty pumped. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. But that closing scene I do want to talk about was perfect. Yeah. I mean, panning to each family member we have john goodman with um a rattlesnake which has to be a metaphor of something yeah eli Gem- dr eli gemstone were you gonna say something no i was just i'm, I'm just um, enthralled i'm just hanging yeah, on your every word kelvin stuff. but the best part was kelvin gemstone scene where he is lifting weights under the ball sack of no- none other than keith and i want to be kelvin in that moment <laughs> The truth comes out. We we all would. We what, all, let's be real. What a perfect scene because we're constantly questioning their relationship and the boundaries which their relationship lives and Kelvin's motives with him. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's so true. And it, you know, it's a be- love is love. Oh my love god, is love. yes. I ship 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 kelvin and keith but if that's what they want (laughs) (laughs) if that is what they want in their heart of hearts we ship it i ship the relationship i ship a friendship whatever you guys want (laughs) i'm there we're here for it we're here for it so strong yeah that whole sequence i love shows when they're really doing their best is they don't waste any moments even in those little short little clips, just seeing their own whatever's happening oh my in their gosh, homes. Judy literally Judy. not even being able to get any sexual satisfaction because she is a one second lover. Oh, poor Judy. <laughs> oh, I already came. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and again, props to uh, the post team on that too. The way that that was cut together and the way that they ended everything. What did you think I said? <laughs> no, I was just thinking of the... I agree completely because the scene where they zoom in on his face and, like, you think, like, maybe they just finished having sex, but he just literally just came without her touching him. Yep. That was it. <laughs> wah, wah is right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know what I am excited for, though? What? Our special segment. Okay, you guys. We have been led to this moment through an act of miracle and an act of the sweet baby Jesus Lord. Our special segment is called Righteous Rhyme That May Not Rhyme, where we cover one televangelist a week. Get it going. Let us pray. This man 
This man leads a $765 million evangelical empire. Jesus, praise Jesus. Which includes an evangelical... Evangelist. Jesus with us. Association named after himself. Ulterior motives? I don't know. I'm talking about none other. None other than the son of the renowned evangelist. Evangelist. I can't even say the word right now. Billy Graham. Damn it, Billy. That's right, disciples. Franklin Graham, ignore my mispronunciation and let the Lord take you with take you with me through the following. Damn all the Grahams. <clears throat> Pastor Graham's annual com- compensation is around 880000 as of 2015. Mm-mm. A spokesman for Graham said he was not available to answer questions regarding his compensation. Mm-mm. So I leave with this. Breach. Are you God's servant? Or are you a CEO? Oh, praise the Lord. Mic drop. Mic drop for Jesus. Amen. Amen, Jesus. Apologies for my mispronunciation. <laughs> when you just have so much of the Holy Spirit oh my coursing God. through your veins. It's going to happen. I'm sweating because I felt blessed through that. Minus my errors, but you got the point. I did. I felt blessed as well. It's just, how do you make that much money and you talk for a living and you're not comfortable talking about your income? Yeah. (laughs) Talk about anything else but your income. Yeah. Makes total sense. Sounds like a real Eli Gemstone to me. Real Eli Gemstone. Real Eli Gemstone. Well, what do you say we jump into some news and gossip? Yes. So, a little bit of a teaser like we mentioned earlier about how dark this got so quickly. Um, the Hollywood Reporter has an interview with Adam Devine saying it will get surprisingly dark. And this was after the first episode. So, this means he's Whoa. saying surprisingly dark after they how ran can over it get two darker? people. <laughs> so, it's just going to keep going and going. Um, but he's talking about how um, after the second episode, things are going to get pretty crazy. Um and he was saying, uh, you can tell we weren't cutting any corners. And if they felt like we weren't getting the shot or weren't, weren't getting the scene, we weren't moving on. And so he talks also a lot about just what it was like on set and kind of how the production was run also, which is really cool. Because um, also, like we were talking about, tease earlier, about, you know, like if the, the amount of improv and just how it's cut together so well and what a great ensemble. So he talks a lot about um, just the darkness and like the twists that the show is going to take. Um, and then also... Also, just kind of in general, what it was like being on this set. So that's at the Hollywood Reporter. If you want to check it out, we'll post in the comments. Wow, too. I love that. That's really exciting because one of my favorite shows, and it happens to be HBO, is Barry, and it's a a dramedy comedy yeah. or dramedy. And this could be this if it went darker, it could lead in that direction, which would be awesome because it's kind of my favorite genre right now yeah no it's great and i think there's so much of it out there that's just so good and being such a big comedy fan it's interesting that most of my favorite like comedies over the past i'd say probably five six years they're dark they're not just straight up sitcom-y like comedies they're darker comedies 
Me um, too. So I'm really excited by that. And I also just wanted to shout out this article that I found on TVOverMind.com about Edie Patterson. It lists 10 things that you might not know about her. Um, just because I've been a big fan of hers since she was a member of the Groundlings and I saw her perform um, years ago there. She is absolutely incredible. She's such a force. Um, so I just want to call that out. It's at TVOverMind.com. And if you just search that for Edie Patterson, I'll go ahead and pull that up in the comments too. Um, but I think I would just like to spotlight her. Yeah, everyone learn more about her because she is a queen. And I, I love, love watching that. her because there's so many comedians out there, but she's amazing, and I feel like I need to know more about her. And this is this is a great one. one I'll shout out a couple of these. Um, she slept on a couch for a month after moving to LA. Boss girl, we get it. <laughs> it's the hustle out here. Yeah. So I love any of those stories of people who just goes for it. Um, and then she was also a guest writer on SNL for a couple weeks. So crossover. Me and Steph also do the after show here for Saturday Night Live, which, God, I, I need it to come back Ride now, or die, but, SNL. Yeah, Ride but, or so die. she was a guest writer on that for a couple of weeks, I knew too, which I makes liked sense. her. Yeah, with all the connections that she has, you know, through Groundlings and, you know, being a sketch and improviser. Yes. But, um, much love for Edie Patterson. Much love. Much love. much love. Shall we jump into some predictions? Yes. And now... Okay, what do I think? Wait, where Ara, where are you at? Hit us up. <laughs> Ara Davis. <laughs> I think I think you're on when you were talking about how Gideon is just gonna like kinda throw a wrench into uh-huh. everything. I think it's gonna take a while though. I think it's gonna be kind of a slow burn with him. Me too. And then I think some of the darkness that Adam Devine is talking about is gonna stem from him. <clears throat> Yeah, because I really want to know what what happened for him to it because it has to be more than just the hypocrisy of his family. Yeah, because what he's doing right now is crazy. Yeah, and I mean the way that Jesse is so against even just talking about him. Obviously, that makes sense with his character, but you also have to wonder if it's something that maybe even Amber doesn't know about. You know, maybe there was like bad blood that went down even separately from what she even knows of maybe she just thinks oh he thinks we're hypocrites he doesn't believe in religion whatever and that maybe there's something deeper just between him and i totally yeah that's a great point i think amber might not know i wonder if uh lucy will come back into play Mm. she left and she's a great actress uh, her name is slipping my mind, but I've seen her in a lot of different things, and I, it'd be surprising if she was only there for one episode, but sometimes that's how they are on big-named shows. They just want to be a part quickly, and it's not like a full-time thing. It's just a little yeah. a little story, but I'd love to see her come back. Uh, interested to see the Scotty and Gideon relationship, because clearly we see him rummaging through the house looking for jewelry or anything in the preview for next yeah. week, so... I don't know. It seems pretty volatile. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good uh, call out for Lucy too. We yeah we we jumped over that, but the fact that she took the the hard drive and dipped because, well, because he threw her in a ditch, and tried to leave her there, and then so said, understandable. Pick up your broccoli with chopsticks, even though you're fully casted, <laughs> even though your body is broken. Uh huh. That's love. oh Scotty, that's what a love. winner. Steph, another fun week. Another fun another week. Another fun week. We have too much fun doing this. Um, very excited for next week. In the meantime, where can we find you on the social media internets? You can find me all over in Evangelist page. <laughs> 
just trolling All every televangelist. every televangelist out there. You know. No, but seriously, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steps Abroad. Would love to talk to you guys more about this show or any other things that fancy your your curious minds. Ooh, nice. At Steps Abroad. Like it. You can do the same with me <laughs> at Amy Maestri on Twitter and Instagram. Very excited to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Praise me. Praise Jesus. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.